Welcome to Here's What You Do, an advice podcast from an optimist, a pessimist, and a nihilist who managed to start a company together. And even that decision took a few years. I'm Steven. I've been called an optimist, but I prefer passionate. Gross. I'm Ryan. I've been called a pessimist, but I prefer pragmatic. And I'm Shane. I've been called a nihilist, but I prefer existentially grounded. As always, we're going to be answering three questions submitted by you. Today's topics are self-love, Netflix etiquette, and marriage squabbles. Squabbles, huh? That's right. Uh, We know a little bit about squabbling on this uh, show. We're squabblers. Yeah. We partake in a little squabble. The first question comes from our friend... uh, Hey, uh, Shane, Stephen, and Ryan. Actually, (laughs) uh, as much as I want to disclose my name, but I really want to see what kind of name you guys can come up with for me. Ha ha ha. So it does not come from our friend, and you can bleep that out. Uh, It comes from our friend, uh, Joe. (laughs) Joe. Joe. Joe asks. No, no, no. Hang on a second. They said, I really want to see what kind of name you guys can come up with for me. Yeah. Also, the next sentence after that is, I'm a 23-year-old female Malaysian Chinese person. Yeah. And you came up with Joe. And you came up with Joe. My friend. of the Tiger King. My friend in Singapore. Her name, I call her Joe. Okay, What's her yes. full name? J-O. Her full name is Joanna. That's true. But yeah, but they yeah. clearly wanted a fun, inventive name because they said, I want to see what kind of name you can come up with. Fine. So give it your all, Fine. Stephen. Come on. Jomalaya. Jomalaya. And a last name? Jomalaya. Seesaw. Crisp. Seesaw Crisp. Seesaw hyphen crisp. Got married later in life. (laughs) I'm a 23 female Malaysian Chinese. And uh, yes, as the biased Malaysian Chinese person here, I decided to pull this question. I love Watcher and I wish more Malaysians watch Watcher though. Thank you. And listen to the podcast. I am an outgoing introvert. I'm talkative and people see me as outgoing and party person. But little did they know, I tend to get really insecure about myself. There will be times when I tend to overanalyze the way people talk or treat me. And sometimes I felt that my friends secretly dislike or hate me. I hate this negativity a lot, but sometimes it feels so real to me. Because of this, I low-key feel like I'm struggling to make a new friend or trying out new things. On the side note, I'm curious how have any of you felt this before and how do you deal with this? I think I'm lacking self-love here, if it's true. I really, I really struggle a lot trying to love myself. Therefore, I hope you guys can give me some advice of this matter. I'll be absolutely grateful for that. Thank you so much, Jamala, Jamalaya, Seesaw Crisp. Seesaw Crisp. Seesaw Crisp. All right, mm. well, I chose this question because I actually really want to hear what you guys have to say, and I'll preface it with the fact that I also have these same insecurities. I, uh, the, the one thing that typically keeps me up at night is I will be replaying scenes in my head of how things went the night, the day before. So, um, for example, I'll give you a real life example that happened at our company. Oh, oh yeah. This is some, uh, this is some real stuff. 
I'm listening. We recently did a social and I had everybody take a personality test. And I felt, first of all, so guilty for forcing people to take a personality test for the sake of socializing. And, uh, you know, Ryan and Shane give me doo-doo about it all the time because they're like, what are you talking doo-doo. about, dude? Oh, I just want to have some fun and not do all these like bonding activities that you have planned for us. And then, and so I feel self-conscious about doing it, but yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm going to have it my way. And then another thing that happened that day after we took the test is I, before asking all of our employees if they were okay with it, shared the personality test with everybody else. And it wasn't a big deal. Nobody actually cared. And I did talk to everybody about it. But I, the entire weekend, felt so crappy about it, like that I was just this horrible person who was uh, sharing people's personal secrets. And uh, yeah, it, it was just like, it's something that I struggle with. And and so I, I laid awake at night and I was talking to people about like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. Like, Steven, it's okay. Take a chill pill. It's fine. It's not a big deal. But I just feel bad about it. I don't know. I can't stop that. So I totally feel you. And uh, I don't know if it's a, it's a matter of self-love. I think there is that element involved. I think it's self-confidence. I think for me, how I dealt with that was I just talked to people about it. Um, I know it's hard to bring up these topics and it's hard to... Um, you can't control how other people feel about you. There's that, first of all. But secondly, what you can control, what's under your control, is your ability to communicate whatever you feel. And so, um, you know, uh, out of, you know, after thinking about it over the weekend, I did approach everybody about it. Everybody said it was no big deal. I took their word for it, and that's as far as I can go. Um, but in terms of me uh, dealing with it over the weekend, to be honest, it was tough. And so I wanted to hear what Ryan and Shane have to say about, uh, you know, replaying scenes or, or overanalyzing things that happen in your life. Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah, I, I, I don't do that anymore. I think I used to here and there. And, and obviously when it comes to, this makes it sound like I don't reflect on my own actions <laughs> at all, which I do, but I don't play things endlessly um part of that is like you get to a point where you are comfortable with yourself and you hope that you're making the right decisions sort of by default uh maybe when you're younger you're still trying to figure out how you relate to the world and how you move through it and you make some decisions a little more rashly this also may come from that I'm a, I don't let emotion really factor into a lot of my decisions, which can lead to some more impulse decisions and actions. But uh, I don't know, I, especially when it comes to how other people perceive me. I mean, there's definitely a lot of times when I feel like, well, I didn't nail that interaction, but one thing you can do to sort of alleviate that is think like well am i going to remember this in 10 years probably not so what's the point of remembering it now you learn what you can from it if maybe uh you uh flubbed a a hello or a goodbye try to be better next time um but whatever not everyone's gonna like you or be happy with you no one no one gets through this life with with every single person they meet going, wow, what a great person. People will despise you for no reason. 
I've met people before where I'm like, I hate this person. And if you ask me why, I'd be like, I don't know. I guess I don't know him that well. So, (laughs) or like you ever see a stranger walking and think like, ah, look at that idiot. Someone's said that about me several times, I'm sure. Probably daily because I'm a big uh, gangly weirdo. And uh, you just come to terms with it. No one in this life is going to get top marks. You know, there's always going to be people who don't like you. Oh, well. Now, is that an excuse to go around being an a-hole? No. You should try and be a nice person. But you can't please everybody is my point. And um, I think that's where I fall on that one. Try your best. Yeah. Don't kill. Don't don't beat yourself up too much. The end. I think. Uh, I I also like Stephen have this 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 uh, kind of active and negative mind um, where I will replay things or I will just have simply bad thoughts about myself quite frequently. Um, and while Stevens, I agree with Stevens in that there are external situ- uh, solutions in terms of like going to talk to other people that is a very useful tool to getting it out, but that's not always going to be readily available. And I'd like to offer some more internal solutions. Um, I think a lot of it, when people say self-love, it seems kind of hokey and kind of like, um, you know, woo-hooey, honestly. (laughs) It's just, it doesn't seem very like, it seems like a a buzzword more than an actual actionable thing. Um, But when you break it down to me, it kind of is more just about self-kindness and compassion. Um, I think we are, as humans, very uh, open to doing that to other people. We give other people, we cut other people slack, but we don't cut ourselves a lot of slack. Um, And for me, it was just about learning how to practice like positive self-talk in my own brain. Like a lot of times if I'm having a negative thought, my girlfriend actually told me this. She said that like, if you're having a negative thought, imagine if somebody said that thought about your friend, you would probably think, Oh, don't talk about my friend that way. That's not, that's not cool. That's, that's a negative thing you're saying that doesn't help anybody. And it's not true. Um, and it helped me a lot. It made me really well, step outside of myself. Good approach. That's good. Um, just because it's, you know, uh, I, I want someone told me that like, you know, your brain, humans think, uh, tend to think that their brain is God and that every thought that they have is a, an absolute fact and the truth or something that you actually believe when in reality thoughts are just thoughts. Um, they kind of just float in and out of your brain And if you could kind of start to realize that and start to harness in some of the good ones and maybe let some of the bad ones float by, it becomes a little bit easier to regulate and be nice to yourself. Um, I learned that a lot through meditation too. Um, But yeah, it's, um, I I think it's really important to, to, to learn how to be kinder to yourself. Um, And that will, when you, when you look inward and you start to be kinder to yourself, you'll find that you're starting to be, a little bit nicer towards everyone else. It is a process though. And I'm still going through that myself. So Mm. uh, Mm. what about this element of the question though, about their, because they said they, sometimes they think their friends secretly dislike or hate them. Do you think that's a, a byproduct of their own, I think self-esteem. Cause I mean, unless you have very, and some people do have toxic friends, you know, that you gotta it's true cut out but, but i mean for like, the most part probably that's probably not true because why would they hang i, out I mean with you? and like when you realize the source of that is um you 
you're the person who's thinking that you don't know that for sure. Um, it, it, it becomes a lot easier to just, I guess, dismiss it as like, that's kind of an insane thing to think. Um, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's very easy to have nonsensical and almost kind of irrational thoughts about yourself. But when you, 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 when you take those thoughts and put them on other people or your friends, it becomes quite clear how irrational they actually are. Um, and like you said, this may be true. I mean, like maybe they have toxic friends, but you never know. Um, so if, if there is a possibility that one or true is false or one of the two scenarios is true, one of the, one of them is false. Why not choose to choose the compassionate route and be nicer to yourself? And unless yeah, there's I, actual evidence of the friends, no, yeah. <laughs> unless they've, yeah. you know, put you on a blow up air mattress and pushed you out into a lake uh, barring yeah. that, they're probably very fond of you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like if a friend is like you know putting a bear trap on all your dinner chair table uh, on, on your dinner seats, and you're, you're you know squeezing your butt cheeks when you're trying to eat a hot dog, then yeah, maybe that person's not great and they don't like you. That's some hardcore evidence. You might that might be uh, hard to ignore. I don't think self talk is going to really help you there. However, if they're just micro interactions that your brain is twisting into this narrative, it's quite mm. possible that's all it is—a narrative. Yeah, I uh, you gotta use your better judgment. I I agree with that, uh, and I think that was very astute advice. Um, one more thing I'll add is I think that one thing that I think we can all work on. Well, you know what? Actually, I'll just speak for myself. Is where do I ascribe value to myself? Like, what determines the value of my life? Is it the opinions of other people? Because if that's gonna be true, then. Uh, that's going to always be disappointing, to be honest. Like, you're just never going to live a perfect life. And no, not everybody, like what Shane was saying, not everybody's going to feel that way about you. So is it coming from other people or is it coming from, you know, internally? It could be something even spiritually, like for myself, it's spiritual. Could be your family and friends who, uh, or close friends, people that, you know, really care for you and look out for you. Um, I think if you're able to find the root of this issue, which it seems like, the root is you're finding like the people's opinions and values of you determine your own self-worth. Um, you can actually yeah. kill that and uh, uh, resolve it in a, in a more healthy way. Kill it if you and have piggybacking to. piggybacking off of what Stephen just said too is that, you know, that's a good point about self-worth, about where you find it. And if your self-worth, if your self-worth is all external, it's, it's very unsustainable mm -hmm. in terms of like how you make yourself happy. If you could, you know, find self-worth from internal and, you know, not need the acceptance of other people, that's a, you actually will then end up, you know, being accepted by more people because that's just kind of how it works. Um, I'm, I was going to make a shitty metaphor because I haven't really thought about this. I'm no, I want to hear this. it. I'm speaking here. This metaphor may not make sense, but here we go. Whatever, rock and roll. It's kind of like a battery. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, charge like it. a, 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 you have to charge it and that's the external. But if yeah. a battery found out a way to be self-sustainable where it could charge from within, you wouldn't need that external source and you would never be at risk of running out of energy and dying, essentially. Um, you know, like a solar panel of sorts. Like or something like, I guess a solar panel, panel. Would, need, like, would need a sun. We need a the sun. sun. But like, but if you could find a way to almost. make yourself, maybe, if there was some way to make yourself self-sustainable, it's more reliable than relying on the acceptance of other people because that's just never going to be something that's going to keep you happy forever. 
Um, and that also falls into people pleasing, which is something I'm very guilty of. Um, I'm, I'm a huge people pleaser. And I, over the last year, I've really tried to stop people pleasing. Um, and he has all the time. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Yeah. Got him. Because <laughs> it, uh, cold it's turkey, dangerous. Dude. It's, it's, a, it's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope, folks. I'm still, I'm still a bit of a people pleaser. I always will be. That's my, the Illinois in me, yeah. I think. Uh, finding out the source of where you get it from and think about things. You know, fi- uh, sure. We've all got things that we're down on ourselves about and probably could be kinder to ourselves about. Think about the things you like about yourself. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Find out what are you good let's, at? Let's do that right now. Everyone here, go in a circle. Name one thing you like about yourself. Ryan, you, you kick it off. Uh, I think I'm a passionate dude. You certainly yeah. are. And I love you for that. And you're awesome for that as well. Okay. This is very sweet. Well, that's great, Stephen. except I don't need your uh, acceptance or your <laughs> approval. I'm trying to stick uh, my, I, I, um, oh, that sounds weird to stick. <laughs> because tomorrow, Stephen, you may say, you know what, Ryan, I hate that you're a passionate person. You're so stubborn. <laughs> and I will go, doesn't matter because I'm still the same today that I was yesterday. Came Wonderful. from within, buddy. Wonderful. Shane. Go kick rocks. What do you love uh, about yourself? Or is uh, it what you love about yourself? Or what is it you... I don't know what you said. Um, I think uh, I think I'm a creative person. Yeah, I like you're to. Real, you're a real weirdo. Yeah, in a, I'm a creative weirdo, a goon, a goon, if you will. Strange, off breath. Right. What are you trying? What are you trying to do? <laughs> <laughs> this exercise was not supposed to go in that direction. And Stephen. <laughs> I, um, (laughs) I'm very, uh, good at executing tasks. Very good at following through. Yeah, that's true. You are good at that. And between the three of us, we have formed the perfect company. (laughs) Oh, I thought you almost said couple there. The perfect company. That's not what a couple is. Steven, you're, you're very good at imposing your will on people, like making them take a personality test that they didn't want to. You know what? You know what? This conversation makes me realize that if I drew my energy and esteem from my interaction with other people, for the most part, like with people I know, I'm great at it. We've talked about this before, but when it's like people I don't know, I'm like, if I stewed on every handshake and Anytime someone goes to shake my hand, I blow it. If they, if it seems like it's going to be no, a handshake. No, don't do that. That's, that's, sometimes, that's you get COVID, bro. Well, I was about to say, you won't have to worry about the handshake anymore. Because sometimes some people are huggers and I'll go for a yeah. hug and it's always the wrong time. Some people will go in for a hug. I go in for a handshake. Some people go in for a handshake, but then do the cool handshake that I'm not good at. I think mm, I'm, yeah. I'm actually glad that all physical contact is now taboo because frankly, I'm tired yeah. of it. It's antiquated now, so you don't have to worry about that ever again. Thank God. I mean, it doesn't matter. Me and you have our secret handshake down. Yes. Yes. That's in the vault. That's in the memory. That's That's in the memory museum upstairs. That's true. It's a good one. All right. I think we land. That's that's what you do. Next question. But first, a word from our sponsor, I think. Wow. I can't believe Netflix sponsored us. That's That's crazy. That's crazy. Wow, why did you raise your hand just now when you said that, Ryan? This is a plug oh, for my armpit. He's airing out under his here. Yeah. And guess what I'm wearing right now, uh, Stephen? Deodorant. 
callback call to the last episode. Uh, if you don't know what great. I'm talking about, give it a listen. Our next question great. is an email. Uh, this is from uh, Parker Pomeroy. Uh, says, hi, boys. Parker Pomeroy. I have never written into something like this before, but if anyone can help me, it is you three. My question mm. is this. Should I continue to use my ex's Netflix? <gasps> In short, my ex hasn't signed me out of our joint Netflix account. He was in charge of paying, and I need to know the morality of continuing to use it, heavily using it, now that I'm in quarantine. A little context, me and my partner Hector, not not anonymous Hector. there, were together for six years and split everything uh, monetarily 50-50. One of the things he was in charge of paying for was our Netflix account. It was entirely in wow. his name. He broke up with me about a year ago, completely out of the blue, in the car park outside a rare and oh, much-anticipated no. family reunion. It was pretty <laughs> oh, sucky. Shit. I have not made my way around to thinking of him kindly again. We completely disentangled our finances, etc., in every way since then, and yet I still have access to our Netflix account, and my profile is right there next to his when I sign in. He has to know I can still use it. Do I sign myself out? My friends say that is that it is the least he can do and to just enjoy it, especially in these weird quarantine times. But what does it mean? Why Netflix of all our accounts? Does it mean anything? Would I be taking advantage in some way? Am I silly for being too proud and being hesitant to use it? Please advise. I kind of really want to watch The Tiger King. Lots of love to you, Parker Pomeroy. Hmm... Interesting. Wow, you know, that's a juicy one. What's what's it's her name good. again? And I got to I got to sneak in a juicy Troy reference. Parker Parker Palmer Troy the movie. That's right. I never, not. Uh, I never saw it. Hmm. Pit, huh? Pit. Oh <laughs> hmm? uh, yeah. Well, this is your uh, this is your 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 question. So you gotta lead off. No, I'm just saying Brad Pitt's in that one, right? Oh yes, yes. Brad Pitt is uh, Achilles. Love to hear it. And uh, he is uh, jacked in that film. Body is pristine. Good. Glistening even. He, you know, he, he's got a tight bod, dude. I mean, that's got to be a top three <laughs> pit bod film right there. It's probably that. Fight Club. Fight Club and Once yep. Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. He's up when he's up on the roof and he's like... I think that one abs. gets the legacy. The legacy top three just because of its, it's impressive despite him breaking my no person over the age of 50 should have abs rule. Oh, maybe I think it should be 60. No one over the age of 60 should have abs. It's strange. Who's, who over 60 has good abs? There's a guy who runs around our neighborhood. Oh, and look, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to like say that, like he, you know, get rid of those abs. But every time I see them, the Ryan's rest, a, I just don't. Ryan's out on his porch like this. No, it's not that. Yeah, you know, yeah, they're just too hot to handle. That would be that would be an interesting take on it. But no, it's more just like the rest of his body is wrinkly, but then the abs are very uh, tight. Like the skin is tight. Like you By know, the way, like, uh, for like, our listeners, Shane did a motion where he put on sunglasses oh, yeah. that he somehow has on his desk out of nowhere. The little peep over them with a nice creepy smile. Anyway, so Netflix accounts. When it comes to Netflix accounts, yeah, uh, yeah, that's right, yeah. This this Hector sounds like a a real piece of work. I got to be honest. He broke up with you at a family gathering mm -hmm. out of the blue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sounds like I don't and I don't use this phrase lightly. A scuzzy dude. A scuzzy dude. 
I would say ride this well, thing why, on it. What? Why, why though? Why is he, is he a scuzzy dude because of the breaking up or because of the fashion in which he did it? Let's see. Completely out of the blue in a car park outside of a family reunion. That's not yes. the time. That's not the time. Not the and time. it's not the place. Just wanted to make sure you weren't faulting for the actual act of breaking up, no matter no. what. Because like, like, people can break up with someone if they want to. Sure. Like, if you, like, you, know, you don't even need a reason. You can be like, ah, I, don't, I don't want to anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. Maybe uh, Hector was going through some stuff. We obviously don't have all the details here. Um, but I agree. There's a time and a place for it. And uh, this is uh, neither of those. But the other thing is like people are intimately aware of their Netflix profiles. He knows what he's doing. He knows that he left it on the table for you. Uh, mm. And maybe it's a bit of a consolation. I don't know, I don't know if he what? does. How could he not? Oh, he definitely does. Every time in I log into before. mine, it says me, it says Sarah, and I made an account for my parents that I don't think they ever What use. if he doesn't watch Netflix very frequently? He must. He must. Yeah, why would uh-huh. he have... Why would he why keep would he paying, paying for, for it? it? Unless he's one of those those people who are not very financially responsible and is not aware of what he's paying for on a monthly basis. Given what we know about Hector, very possible. It's possible. Yeah, it's possible. In any case, I would say keep on using it. Just, just ride it into Valhalla, ride it, use it for as long as you can. They raise the price on that thing like every six months or something. Here is my advice. And uh, it's the opposite of Shane's mm. and probably all your friends, but stop using it. Why? Why do you want to, why like put yourself in a position? It's because I think you just need to cut it off completely. Um, and look, how much is a subscription? How much is that really? Like Netflix subscription cost. It's nine bucks. You're saving nine bucks a month. That's two cups of coffee. That's uh, minimum wage, maybe it's 45 minutes of work. I don't think it's worth it. Just got this person in your life. They don't deserve your time, your attention. And every time you log in, you're going to be thinking about our friend Hector. So that's true. Oh, that's I didn't why. think about that. It's and a reminder. I, I don't think they are doing this intentionally, by the way. I am somebody who shared Netflix accounts with people in the past and after the breakup, I forgot. And I don't use Netflix that often. So, mm. yeah. And then I remembered like a year after. It's like, oh, I could probably just take this person off, change my password, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Really stick it to them. Yeah, Looks I like mean. you can't watch Joe Exotic get out of the cage. It's That's prob- what you get for dumping the limster. <laughs> probably more health. It's probably healthier if you're trying to move on yeah. and forget about Hector to not think yeah. about him every time you want to watch prestige television. Um, yes, yes. So yeah, that's a valid point. Yeah, you know that's true. And again, nine dollars not a month. Not it's not a ton every <laughs> month, but you know it adds up. That's a hundred, hundred, hundred bucks or so a year. Think of what you can buy with that. Hmm? Something. Or just don't watch the Tiger King. I mean, I gave oh, up on that. It's, it's not even that great of a documentary. It's bad. It's a bad documentary. Yeah. What was I going to say here? <clears throat> oh yeah. I, I totally agree with Steven here. Uh, I too went through a breakup uh, around that same amount of time. 
and we also had shared accounts. And like Steven, I forgot that I was I was on the opposite though. I forgot that I'd had a a shared Spotify account with her along with a couple other friends. It was a Spotify family account. And I remember one day I was like on a jog and I was running and I was listening to this music and it just cut out. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I just got out. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I was, I was out jogging and all of a sudden this great song that was about to hit the climax, I was really trucking it on this run, just cuts out. And I had no idea what was going on. I looked at my phone. I was like, my phone just died. And I was like, no, my phone's alive. And then I went into my Spotify and I was like, hey, why is it, why can't I see the artwork for this song all of a sudden? And then I like looked back at like my library and all my songs were gone. And I was like, wait, what the heck just happened? Um, apparently what had happened was, uh, I guess my ex had just cut out the, uh, <laughs> just, just severed the, the Spotify account. And now I, I just didn't, uh, I had to make my own account. And, and like, and luckily I was able to get all my songs back. Cause like once you just relink, it remembers you. That's how a, fa- a family account works. Kudos to Spotify for great, uh, a software. But, um, yeah, I, I just remember laughing my ass off as I was running. So like Steven said, I think it is very possible that this person could have forgot and he, maybe he doesn't use Netflix that much. Uh, granted, like Shane says, you do see the names every time you log into Netflix. Uh, so I guess where I'm going with this after that long tangled explanation is uh, I think you should just get your own account. It's not chill to have the memory. At least for me, it wasn't to to see. Anytime you see the name, it just kind of like stings you. So like, mm. I am I'm a big proponent of just getting a clean break, and just uh you know, changing that to your own account. I get it. I'll I'll concede I did not give the best advice on this one. But look, if you really like Netflix, then go for it. If you True. want a clean break, then don't. I think there's validity yeah. to Shane's advice. I do think I mean, that, he knows that's... he he knows you're using it. Is all I'm saying. He's giving it yeah. to you as a perhaps a a parting guilt gift. gift, a guilt gift. Pretend he's dead. Why don't you take their password and change it? Now that would be funny. I don't know if that you can really do funny. that as a as just an account on there. I don't think that's. Oh oh, um, I don't know how Netflix works. Well, look into it. You know, look into it. Maybe he'll have a running experience. I did think. And to be fair, I feel bad in that. I, <laughs> when that happened, I I fully do think that uh, my ex didn't realize that it would just cut off like that. It is um, brutal. Yeah, that's brutal. I think she just kind of like when she switched her account from a family account to an individual account, forgot that all these people were linked. But it did make me laugh really hard when I was running. You don't think Spotify says, by the way, Ryan is currently on a run and is going to cut off his entertainment altogether at the very moment you hit confirm um maybe and you know what jokes on her because i finished that run with a vigor that is uh has never been seen on this earth before i ran right through all the tears and and the tears fell right into my mouth so it was like a recycling program of hydration Wait, were you crying when this happened of course yeah i was crying yeah it was great hmm you ever seen silver linings playbook when bradley cooper is like running at the beginning of the movie and he has like the uh like the like the trash bag on because he's like really trying to like get that breakup bod i was like dead set like i was out there in full bradley cooper mode just running every day to just run away uh all the pain (laughs) it worked it worked okay all right well let's move on to the question all right this comes from patreon from meg murray 
hello, here's what you do. I need you to help me solve a petty marital squabble. My husband is the primary cook in our household, and he is very good at it. The only thing he's bad at, uh, the only thing he's bad at cooking is rice, which is consistently underdone and crunchy every time. I have gently suggested we just get a rice cooker, but he is very resistant because he hates single-use kitchen appliances. Also, I suspect he has stubbornly connected his ability to cook rice with his worth as a man. <laughs> He's, he's, he's tried a bunch of different kinds of rice and recipes and methods, and seriously, it's just such bad rice every time. How do I convince him it's just not that big a deal to get a rice cooker? Can I sneak the rice cooker in and pretend we had one the entire time? Can I engineer receiving one as a gift? We've been married for over seven years, so I'm willing to play dirty. Thanks in advance for your help. This is hilarious. Steven, you, you have a grimace on your face that I would like to address. You did not like one part of that email. What, what was it? No, this husband is outright wrong. Oh, shit. Well, get you know a rice let me, let, me, let, me, let me get, to, let me get to, to, to my response here. I agree with you, by the way. I think, look, I'm an Asian dude. Steven Lim's an Asian dude. Every Asian household has a rice cooker, probably the same model. I, I, I predict that uh, I imagine they made uh, 20,000 or I, I imagine they made 200 million of the same rice cooker, sold them all on one day and never had to sell another one ever again because <laughs> they just got passed from grandparent to grandparent to grandparent. Um, of course, while there was still electricity, uh, I, every Asian household I've been in has the same one. It has the same orange little square light that glows in the dark to show you that is indeed that is in, uh, that is it is indeed cooking the rice. Uh, Steven's nodding along with me, so he knows the model I'm talking about. And it really does make your life just so much easier. Um, and the rice is delicious every single time. Um, it even has the measurements for how much water you need on the side. You don't need to even do the old finger in the pot method where you, uh, you know, you know what the finger in the pot method for water? Yeah. You guys... Shane, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, you've mentioned this before. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, but yeah, you've mentioned it. You put your finger you in take, the pot. You put your finger down to where the, the surface of the rice is, and the water should go to the first line of your finger, and that's the proper amount of water for your rice. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Anyways. There's also the knuckle, the knuckle method, which is you put your whole hand in, and then it goes up to your knuckles. Mm, it gets my hand all dirty, though. Wasn't this, was this, am I crazy or was this covered on an episode of Homemade? This was on Grocery Run. It was Grocery Run. Okay. Interesting. Um, Anyways, uh, rice cookers are great. It's a very strange hill to die on to be like, I hate all single use appliances. So does this guy by that methodology and that belief, does he not have a coffee maker? Does he not have a... Uh, does he not have a like a whirly pop, a popcorn maker? Does he, he might not. not. Have, he is, might not. By the way, this is it, what it's I'd, a it's a very nonsensical thing. It's it's a strange belief to have. So by that alone, he's wrong. Um, also, I just love. I'm not gonna lie. I love petty marriage squabbles. I love couples that have some time in that can really get at each other like this. I like that. I think it's healthy. Um, so I like that she's really giving it to him here in this in this uh in this question uh kind of a cheap shot to say that uh cutting down his uh worth as a man connecting that to the rice funny but you know she's gonna hear about that one later probably (laughs) um and uh i do think 
that she is right though i think uh and she acknowledges he's a good chef he's a good cook a good cook otherwise it's just this rice thing that he just you know he's like one of those great players that if they just learned this one little adjustment they'd be they'd be amazing Uh, or he's a good player he could be a great player yeah um the premise of what the husband is saying here is wrong by the way a rice cooker is not a single use kitchen appliance and I think what he's referring to, the husband here, is the the collective hate toward unitaskers, which I think Alton Brown will give credit to him. Don't get me started on this Alton Brown piece. Is, <laughs> he's the one who has made this popular, this whole idea of hating unitaskers, which I get. It's like you don't want to have a peeler for that can only peel one type of thing, right? Mm, mm, mm. Fine. Fair. It's wasteful. I see your point. But a rice cooker is not a single-use appliance. You can make so many uses out of it. You can make rice. You can make porridge. You can make steamed uh, buns or steam whatever you want to do in there. You can like cook even like tamales in there. You could make uh, you could cook you eggs cook in there. Tamales this is in a there. very good point. This is the, this is her in. I think. I didn't really rice cooker cook tamales in there. It's an incredible device that has so many different purposes. And the fact that uh, your, Google that. your husband maybe is finding his worth as a man, his inability to cook rice. Well, first of all, he sucks at cooking rice. It's not hard to cook rice with a pot, first of all. So no. that's just uh, like, and if you can't, you know what you should do, right? You should have a competition between him and a rice cooker and see who wins. And, yes. and why don't you have, you bring, you know, if you want to get low, make it a big deal. You bring all get your family and friends. Get low. Cook a bunch of rice for them and see which one they like more. And if they blind, choose the rice blind, cooker, blind then test. rice cooker wins yeah. and you guys get one. He seems like one of those guys who like really hangs on tight to his ability to make home-cooked recipes. Like, oh, I make home-cooked beans. I make the best home-cooked burgers. Like you give them an In-N-Out burger and they throw it in the in the trash can like a like a hockey puck. It's a it's a weird thing to latch on to. It, it is weird. The Maybe idea that the machine or the unit that's cannot why. make. Yeah, but they're easy to use too. Like just just read the manual. It's and make good rice. Yeah, and furthermore, even if it is a single use thing, it's just for rice. Once again, I'm biased because I am an Asian guy, but I eat rice every day i, I eat rice i I've, 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 I've consumed rice every day since the day i was probably able to eat food that's just that's just the truth uh and i use it almost every day so the 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 idea that it's taking up space is uh, absurd to me now i don't know what ethnicity meg murray or her husband are but um in an asian household that is blasphemy so i think we all agree here so i want to take it one step further at the end, mm, she says, we've it. been married over seven years, so I'm willing to play yeah. dirty. What is the best way for her to handle the situation and considering that she's willing to play dirty? I think... Just uh, well, pushing? Well, I, and I actually was going to bring up Alton Brown, too, because oh. uh, clearly if this is like, if this, your husband is worried about the single-use thing, you probably don't have a kitchen full of single-use things. Stephen has now pointed out very astutely that this is not a single-use item. It's not a unitasker. But if it is something that you're using often, like Ryan said, Ryan and I both own Whirly Pop popcorn machines, and I use that more than anything else in my kitchen. Uh, Even more than the barista brain? 
No, I use the barista brain every morning. But that, again, also <laughs> a single-use single use. coffee maker. Single-use. That I what use it, every you... single goddamn day. Uh, Is your husband using a, like a chef's knife to, to, to grind up his coffee beans yeah, and make I mean, custom-made coffee? Here? What is, what is what is this logic? When it's raining out, does he take a salad bowl and put it on his head? <laughs> oh, no, no buying umbrellas around here. You only use those when it's raining. Yeah, and then I'm going to put it in the freezer because I don't like I only like my custom ice cubes. I don't like that ice machine. So, yeah, it's fine to have a few single use things if you know you're going to use them a lot. That's fine because I've seen Alton Brown cook popcorn in a large bowl and I've never been more. Uh, I've I've never lost respect for someone so quickly. He's like, mm. don't buy one of those. Use a big metal bowl. <laughs> I'm scowling yeah. right now. You can't see it with your ears, but I'm scowling. Um, Do you think it's partly like rebelling against like the man here? Like the it. cooking rep- represents like like a uh, like capitalism in food form getting a different product for everything but if Mm -hmm. it is a product that you're going to use relentlessly then i find it justified and furthermore like steven said clearly there's a lot of uses for this thing if you don't want to play dirty then put together a nice presentation for him sit him down and show him all the wonderful things that i'm sure he would be great at making in this wonderful machine and if that doesn't work, then just do the thing you said where someone just gives it to you as a gift. Or just sit him down and have him listen to this podcast and just have him get berated by three strangers. Yeah, let's uh, let's butter him up right now. Let's butter him up right now so he really wants to do... Hey, you're... <laughs> <laughs> where are you going? I'm like, Some your wife weird said, your wife old said man you're, in a van vibes hey, here. Hey there, like, you, your wife said you're a real good cook. Why are you looking down? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing a little voice, too. Yeah, it's strange. Guys, tell this guy he's a, he's a good, great cook. Hey, look, man. I'm sure you're, yeah, you, you're the old cock of the walk when it comes yeah, to walking in the kitchen. You're, yes, you're hey, a master. You're a with great that, cook. With that apron. Yeah, right, hey, okay. dude. However. Wonderful. I love your food. There are some yeah. things that are so perfect, they don't need the interjection of uh, mere humans like me or yourself. Uh, they're perfect. And then one of those things is the rice cooker. It's, it's taken something as beautiful as rice and distilled it down to the most simple formula where all you really have to do is pour in water and press go and wash a the science. rice if you're into that it's sort of thing. It's a science. It's very easy. Mm-hmm. Very easy. Um, and you're making your you, life if he takes easier. If you take such great pride in your skills, don't you want to make the perfect rice? Well... Using a tool is simply an extension of your skills, sir. Yeah. Also, humans would not have evolved if it, w- it did not come to using tools. Tools you know what? are what separate humans from animals. That's, That's actually right. one of the main are, things that separates are, humans evolutionarily. Are you a fucking animal? Yeah. Also, here's another here's another zinger for you. I don't know why this is getting so confrontational yeah, no. <laughs> now, but I'm getting a little upset. Here's the thing. Yeah. Here's another. Get him, Ryan. Get, get, your, get out your, get out get out your your little notebook and yeah. sharpen that pencil if you have to, because here comes another zinger. Yeah. Now, here write you go. the bullet point. If, if you are so concerned yeah. with the quality and taste of rice, which is a side ingredient, That's right. maybe the rest of your other uh, parts of the meal are a lot to be desired. Uh, uh, have, uh, have left a lot to be desi- desired. You know what I mean? Like if, if, 
you, you know, if, you, if you're so concerned how the rice is tasting, then yeah, maybe that, you didn't spend enough time on the steak or, you know, on the chicken or the salad or any of those other things. Uh, in fact, if you had a rice cooker, you could have the rice cooked perfectly while opening up all that time for you to spend elsewhere on other parts of the meal. That's right. Just saying. It's called multitasking. That's By the way, I know of your fears, too. I heard you, uh, when you were sleeping, yelling the giant rice cooker was about to eat you. That, I, I get it. You're scared of rice cookers. Did, did, I, did I join in? <laughs> did I do it right, guys? Did I do it well? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. That's did good. I get them? Yeah, did you I get them? You got uh, Yeah, yeah. We could edit that part out. No, the right. other thing I was going to say is, <laughs> is we could, um, you could also play dirty and throw away all of his single-use appliances and items that he owns. Just throw them away. Jesus. That is, that's, okay, now that's a bit much. You know what you do? You take his toothbrush and be like, oh, you don't scrub your ass with this? I guess it's going in the trash. <laughs> it looks like that? it's multi-use only for those teeth, huh? Yeah, just for those teeth. Because I thought this was that's a foot massager. Them. That's what I thought. Oh, I've been, great oh, I've been using it to, to clean the, the, the in between my toes. Give him a, give him yeah. a little bit of that. How about? It's also really good at removing dog poop from the bottoms of my shoes. I stepped in a big old turd outside, and I thought, what has uh, maximum dexterity and small little bristles that could get through these little nooks and crannies? Yeah, this and you know, you know that shirt dog that you brush. have? All those clothing that you have, they, all they do is cover up your clo- your your body. I'm throwing all that away too. too. D- did all, I do that right? Well, you're right, so yes. Yeah, that's all yeah. you do for. You cover up your yeah. body with them. Yeah. <laughs> all you do is cover your body up. Steven, you're good at this. You're good at yeah, piling go. on yeah. like this. There's uh, a lot okay. of single use things. It's just it's flawed logic. Yeah. Get them all. Get, just just get them off his war path. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about throwing away all his single-use things. I think that might be I a do. bit much. Um, put him in okay. a, put him well, in a barrel. Know. Buy a barrel. Fill it up with his single-use things. Roll it on down the road. Including him. That's right. Um, all right. A solid, solid... I think that's what you do. What yeah, you do. Do. do we you say know? that enough on this show? Maybe we should say it more often. I don't know. I don't know if we need to go titular. Mm, I'm going to start saying it all the time. Okay. Well, if you want your Doc Brown moment, have it. My Doc Brown moment? Oh. He, he's very back. showy when he says back to the, the future. future. He's really... Money. He's, money. he's dialing it up. No, man. He, doesn't, he, says, he goes... He goes... He says, we got to send you back. Back to the future. Hey, and he shit, oh, he's really, he's really dialing it up. And uh, that's the one part of the movie where I'm like, all right, take it easy, man. Damn, damn, <laughs> I, get the, damn, I get your Christopher Lloyd, but come on. <laughs> the funny guy. Um, all right, uh, I, think, I think that about does it for this week, huh? We've, we've yeah. healed some wounds. We've hopefully repaired so. some relationships. Oh, it was good boy. stuff. Uh, if you'd like to submit questions for future episodes, swing on by patreon.com slash watcher or email your questions anonymously to hwydpod at gmail.com. And make sure Molly's for dinner. you leave that rating for us and a lovely review. I think we should start reading reviews on the podcast. How about that? Yeah, we could do that. I can find one right now. Do you want me to read one? Yeah, let's read one. Let's and do it. Next, next week, let's we'll read do it the at, first one. We'll do it at the, the top of the one. episode. Subscribe to our podcast, you know, leave a review. We're trying to hit that 1,000 ratings. Oh, wait, here's a good one. This is very recent. 
It's from Peace mm-hmm. Out 15143. All right. All lowercase, no punctuation. Pretty good. How many stars, though? How many Five! Stars? Five. Five stars. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, another good one. If these three were fruit, they'd make the perfect smoothie. Thank you, Leslie Galliano. I don't know how I feel about that one. You're going to blend us up and mix us in with milk? If we're fruit. Well, here comes another one. Or five stars. Yes, oh, yeah. is the title. Their oh. side compos are always hilarious and random. Here's the best review. It's a, <laughs> it's a compliment to all of us here. Lovely, may I just say, the intro music is bomb. Well done, guys. We're giving good advice. All right. Uh, Bye, everybody. We'll see you next week. Adios.